0: to do one another. (laughs) Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God and Jesus Christ for you. Welcome to Rogue Grace here on this Monday. Glad to have you here wherever here may be. Thank you for tuning in. This is Peter John, back on the radio, live, and so glad to be alive because, well, for lots of reasons, but I love this Christmas season that we're in right now. I love that we get to, once again, celebrate the baby of Bethlehem and the Christmas gift that God gave to us. There's just hope and light and love. And so I'm enjoying this season. I hope you are as well. And again, going back to the scripture that I just read, it says, it says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. I want to talk to you about that today. Now, I'm planning on getting back into the book of Hebrews where I left off before my little siesta. My little break that I took for two or three months. Um, I want to talk to you about um this today though. And then hopefully prayerfully Hebrews tomorrow. See, the reason I want to talk about this today is couple reasons first of all because of the scripture the truth of it second of all because i just got done with a doctor's appointment this morning which went longer than i was anticipating so i wasn't able to gather my hebrews notes from when i've taught through it and when i have preached from it previously so i have to wait till tomorrow that's fine for me i I'm sorry for you if I just talk nonsense today but um still it's a good truth here in the book of first thessalonians that I just read to pray without ceasing I'm just gonna be really honest and frank for a moment about my prayer life I've always prayed I love to know that God hears my prayers i've I've taken time before I've written thousands of pages or typed I should say thousands of pages of prayers just to see how it works and and I know that that's a lot of the psalms that's how they were written people writing down their thoughts and their um, inspired ambitions and motivations so I I did that too, and it was great. I loved that. I might do it again. I don't know. And I've taken time to actually go to the desert when I was living down south for prayer. I went literally into the desert in Southern California. Joshua Tree, which if you've never been there, that's my favorite place to go. Not just because you two had a great album named Joshua Tree, by the way. Although that does help, but just the ambiance. Now my kids and my wife, I took them there once and they didn't see it like I saw it. So I'm not guaranteeing that if you go there, you're going to be absolutely blown away. I just telling you what I like, Joshua tree, the national park down there in Southern California. I'd go there and I'd pray and I loved it. It was great. So there's different ways, of course, as you know, probably, To enhance your prayer life, to interrogate um, yourself as you meditate, better yet, put your eyes on Jesus, which is the best thing to do. And I did that in Joshua Tree and that was great. Um, But in any case, I wanted to tell you something about pray without ceasing. I have been praying since my coming out of the hospital like never before. And it's not, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying that because it's amazing. I don't know what happened to my brain. But if you're going to ask me, which you don't, but I'm going to tell you anyways, what is the reason? What is the biggest benefit of why the Lord allowed my brain to have the issues that it had with the growths on it that they had to remove growths that spring up in a matter of days that they had to get out because my um, psyche was all mixed up and I don't think I was headed down a good road I don't even remember any of this basically I just know when I recovered some weeks later (laughs) thank the lord I had my wife and thank the lord I had my dad who came and read the Bible to me and prayed, prayed, prayed. And thank the Lord that I had you who prayed, prayed, and prayed. And he answered that prayer. But I don't remember much of that. What I do remember is coming home after being in the hospital for six weeks or whatever. And because I couldn't come here just because I was, you know, stuck, so to speak, I couldn't drive. I, I had to stay at home. Um, I started to pray and yet it wasn't a discipline. It, for some reason, and it has been ever since a new dimension to my prayer life that I, I, I I don't even know why. It's amazing though. I just enjoy praying so much and I, you got to know that's a good thing. I know that's a good thing pray for people in the church, go through the directory and pray for people. I love doing that. I love praising God, giving him the accolades he deserves, not because he needs to hear it, but I still love to do it. So I don't know what the Lord did to my brain, but so far, so so good in terms of prayer for sure. Now it says to pray without ceasing. Does that mean then that you do what I'm doing a lot when I pray for hours, when I go through directories, when I praise God in, you know, in my prayers for a long long time? Um, maybe not. Because as my dad pointed out in his wonderful commentary, which you should pick up if you don't have one, they're extremely in depth, yet they're written like no other commentary I've ever read because they really do speak to our everyday life. So it's not just theology or doctrine, which I get from other commentaries. But it's very, while, while there's revelation of Jesus Christ given, it's very practical as well. So in this particular scripture, his commentary pointed out, that pray without ceasing, literally in the Greek language, is associated with the tickling or the itching of your throat. So when your throat itches, right, you're always <clears throat> like that, doing that, or something like that. Well, that's what the word is associated with when it says pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Just all day long, Lord, I need this, Lord. I love you, Lord. You have done this, and I thank you, Lord. Can you help me here? That's the idea. So you're at work, raising your kids, going to school, overseeing the job site, whatever it is you're doing, and you're still praying at the same time. So that's the idea behind pray without ceasing. When you look at the way that it is worded, pretty cool. So I've been really able to pray without ceasing, both here at Applegate lately and at home over the last several weeks as I am seeing the Lord get me back on my feet again. And I am, I'm, I feel nearly 100% now and I'm going to start going to the gym and working out and just getting back on track, it's great. So one of the things that I've gained from being knocked out was to learn to pray without ceasing, but for whatever reason, and I'm not saying, Lord, remove this. Prayer has taken on a whole new dimension for me. So my point is this. Do you need prayer? I would love to pray for you. Just like you've probably prayed for me. So I would love to pray for you. Um, even today, do you have any prayer requests that you need? I really would. I would really pray for you. And, and it would be a, a blessing for me to pray for you. So it might be something you're going through. You might not be feeling well. You might be sick. Well, here's what you can do. Would you would you email me? Now, get ready for this email, okay? It's not a typical email. And it it comes from my studies back down in California. I probably could change it, but I haven't. So, there's reasons why it, my email is called this. Boy out of Babylon. <laughs> so, boy out of O U T T A Babylon. At gmail.com. Will you today? I'm asking for today, not tomorrow, because I don't know what tomorrow holds, not next week. Today, I will pray for you. The prayer requests that come in at com That would be great. We'll be right back after this. <music> I And so I'm glad that the Lord gives us a peace that passes understanding to guard our hearts and our minds. I have found, maybe you have too, that the Lord doesn't usually, or at least most often, give us a peace that comes from understanding. There is so much in this life that we can't be able to easily compartmentalize or put into various groupings or categories and say, that's why it happened. This is why this happened. This happened. There are some things that do, but many things that don't as well. And I look at my life. Okay, let's look at my life for a minute. And that would be when I was five, my mom died. My mother, Terry, died in a car accident. And then when I was a senior in high school, my sister, Jessica, died in a car accident. And then I came, a year or two later, I came down with Crohn's disease in Vanuatu and nearly died. And then I got married, which was a miracle. And my wife, beautiful Amanda, had a miscarriage after a a year or so of marriage. And then I had to have surgery for my Crohn's disease, removing my intestines, part of them. Sorry for the info. And then things went good for a while and I moved to near San Diego I moved to Orange County though Dana Point had a great little house by the ocean we adopted two children wonderful then I it came back again and I had to have a couple of surgeries down there in Orange County And that's all part of my life and fine. But then this brain thing hit. Okay, Lord, what? Why? You know what? I mean, I've already been through all that stuff, which I handled. My wife had gone through quite a bit. I had to get through, you know, my mom dying, my sister, miscarriage, my own health issues. But this last one, I go, I really, I don't understand. And guess what? I, I still don't. I still don't really understand. But can I tell you something? I have more peace in my life than I've ever had before and if you have gone through things and you're a christian and you're still walking with the lord you know exactly what i'm talking about that god never gives us or at least promises a piece that comes from understanding where he says here's what's happening pete and you look you look at those great prophets in the old testament And they didn't even understand what was going on. They go, they're questioning God. Why, Lord? How come, God? But what the Bible says, and you know the scripture, is that God gives us a peace that passes all understanding. Isn't that interesting? Something that transcends understanding. A peace of God which surpasses all understanding. And it says it will guard, don't you love that? Your heart and your mind. That's what we need. Our hearts and our minds guarded. And that's how I really experience uh, my peace right now. This this peace that doesn't necessarily come from understanding, but passes understanding. How does one get this peace? The verse before says, The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. See, I, I go through times of, like you, being anxious or stressed maybe even depressed. But I am finding that when I do what Paul says in Philippians chapter four, and just let in everything in prayer and supplication, so in everything, just pray. And then it says with thanksgiving. So have that optimistic, that positive understanding that God is going to hear those prayers and he's going to answer them. That's where the peace of God that passes all understanding. See, don't you see how it works? I love this. You pray in everything. You give your requests known to God, according to Philippians chapter four, your supplication and your prayers are known to God with thanksgiving. And then, and it says the peace of God. So then the peace of God, which surpasses understanding. Brother, brother. Sister, I'm telling you, if you're feeling anxious about something, here's what you do. With thanksgiving, you pray to God. That's key. Don't just pray. I mean, you can. It'll be effective. But, but if you, you thank God for what he's going to do, you thank God that he's going to answer your prayer. You thank God that he's going to see you through. And then as you thank God and pray to God, for the things that you need, you will have a peace from God that passes all understanding. back. That was need to breathe. Good band. Good band. Um, this is Peter John, and tomorrow we'll begin our study in the book of Hebrews, or I should say resume it from my little siesta, my little break that I took, and uh, we'll be in Hebrews chapter three. So I'm I love the, the book of Hebrews, and I'll tell you why tomorrow. But today, well, I'm just kind of catching up with you because I had a, a doctor. Appointment that went longer than I had anticipated this morning before this show. So I came without my Hebrews notes um, as organized or accomplished as I would have wanted them to be, but that's fine. Because we're looking at Philippians, where it says in chapter 4, it says, The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Now, do you go, well, that's not really what's happening to me today, Pete. And if you say that, I can say, I understand. Because I don't know of of the ability. I'm not sure if somebody can always be at complete peace 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I would like that. Wouldn't you? We're, we're aspiring to that, but most often we all have our ups and our downs, don't we? So how does a person get this peace of God that we talked about that guards our hearts and our minds? Well, the next verse in Philippians chapter four, he writes, finally, brothers, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honorable whatsoever is just, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely and commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worth praise, think about these things. What you have learned and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So if I'm thinking about what is honorable and just and pure and lovely, the peace of God will be with me. So it's a matter of getting my mind on the right track, the track of God's goodness, his justice, his purity. Do you do that? Do I do that? That's the question. And then we can ask ourselves is that why I do or do not have this peace of God that passes understanding? Sometimes there are people, you or I, that tend to lean on the side of always thinking about our problems, which I have a lot of problems. <laughs> do you? But we we can concentrate on those about and and kind of blame other people or want to constantly be talking about them to other people. Okay. There's another side, though, where you can talk to God about it. And the Bible here says there's a peace of God that passes understanding. And then you continue to do what you can and set your mind. Set your mind on things that are true and lovely and honorable and pure. And the peace of God will be with you. See, so it really works out. How do you, how do I set our minds? There are things that we can't set. Our circumstances, even things that happen physically in our bodies. But one thing we have the power to do is set our minds. God has given us that that ability, that freedom to do that. So when I'm feeling bummed or down, the Lord allows me, if I should take Him up on this offer, to set my mind on whatsoever things are lovely and true. You know how I do that. The previous verse in Philippians says. To pray with supplication and thanksgiving in everything. That helps me. That allows me to set my mind on whatsoever is lovely and good and honorable and just commendable. It's a great combo. We'll be right back.
1: Now the simple Too lost to be saved
0: to his invitation. What is that? Come and dine. I can do that. There's a lot of things that maybe I couldn't do if God, through his son, had invited me to do this or that. But one thing I can do is come and dine. You know what that means? It means that you are coming, or I am coming, to simply receive. Receive. Did you get that? When you're taking communion, his body is blood, the bread, the cup. You are in a position. You are placing yourself in a posture of receiving. He is giving. You are receiving. That's the beauty of it. Yes, we're called to be witnesses and to do good works and to be in a place of being used by God, no doubt. But in communion, he is calling you to come and take from him and receive. And rightly, the church, rightly our church, has placed priority on communion maybe higher than anything else you could do. Even every good work, even um, ministry, Even witnessing. Those are beautiful things. But communion is even a greater priority or takes precedence even over those things. As we read the Bible in the New Testament, that's what we see. What does that mean? It means God wants you to receive from him. To take. And when you take communion you are taking from the Lord and he loves it. He likes it when we take from him. I think that often we feel this subconscious desire, this pull to give to God. I need to give. I need to do more. I need to be better. And, and that's understandable. But the Lord is saying, take from me, take, take, take from me, take from me. You can't be selfish when it comes to God. Do you know that? Taking from God, you can The new, that's amazing. I, I can't believe that God worked it out this way, but He did. In the New Testament, we are told to take from God, take from Him, receive from Him, and you'll be blessed. So you can do that tonight at the Monday Night Bible Study with Benjamin Corson. He's going to bring us the word. I'm looking forward to it. From the Gospels, from the life and the teachings of Jesus. That's what he does. The, S- the Sermon on the Mount and the ministry and the witness of the disciples in the time of Jesus is what Paul uh, Paul talked about, but wasn't there. And now what Ben talks about, even though he wasn't there, but with anointing is able to share with us from God's word. So come out tonight at seven o'clock and join us. And of course, the Christmas Eve service is coming up on Christmas Eve, and it's going to be pretty awesome. Maybe it'll even snow. Wouldn't that be cool? And uh, I'm telling you, the lights that they're putting off, incredible fires. It's going to be great. So if you're not, if you don't have any plans right now for Christmas Eve, as far as churches or religion. Come out here for a great Christmas Eve service. I don't even know if it's necessarily religious or not, but it is Jesus. We're worshiping and honoring and blessing him on his birthday from our perspective, on his birthday. So that will be this Christmas Eve. And they're even going to have Wednesday night Bible study. I was there last Wednesday night. My dad's like, we're not going to have Wednesday night because it's Thursday and everybody groaned. So he said, how many of you would come? And people raised their hands. So Wednesday night Bible study as well coming up. So don't think that's canceled because it ain't. The word of God is going to go out on Wednesday night as well. Well, tomorrow we're going to begin the book of Hebrews. Again, I meant to today. I had a doctor's appointment that went longer than I thought. But thanks for your prayers for me. I mean that. I mean, you have really been praying for me. So many of you, so many people. And I'm thankful. And we'll see what the Lord wants to continue to do with my life and in my preaching, just as he wants to do in your life and with your preaching, truly. So we'll be rebroadcasting at three o'clock. Tune in tomorrow at 10 and looking forward to talking to you. God bless.